please welcome Amanda Steele to What's Their App. Hi. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Of course. Amanda Steele, originally Makeup by Mandy 24. 24 is your softball number, right? Yeah. So precious. Mm -hmm. And Amanda is a part of the first wave of YouTubers to come up. The original beauty blogger, the mother of makeup tutorials. Amanda, you paved the way for thousands who came after you. And we are ever so grateful. Thank you. You started on YouTube in 2010 when you were 10 years old. Mm -hmm. Were your parents always supportive of you being so active on the internet and pursuing careers in entertainment? They were. They were really supportive. I was just, it was a different interview that I was answering kind of a similar question. And I think I said I had one of the best childhood memories would be like that moment that I was sitting at the dinner table with my family and I go, you know, it'd be so cool if I could like make YouTube videos. And I totally expected that they would say no, like, no, you can't do that. Just don't know. Maybe they said no to a lot of things in the past, but they were just like, okay, do it. Like you should do it. And that changed like everything for me, of course. If they said no, then none of this would be here. Um, but it was so surprising that they were so supportive and that kind of set me up for like everything else that I wanted to do in life. Like having that initial support from them made me feel like I can do anything I want to do. So I've been like that forever. Um, so definitely their support has been like a huge part of like my life and what I've accomplished. So your parents' support kind of gave you the confidence. Yeah. I I see it more now looking back, mm -hmm. the fact that they allowed me to do this and like supported that I wanted to follow a passion. Like they didn't, also at that time, there was no where for this to go. You know, it was just a fun thing um, and they supported it and they thought, of course, like if that's something you want to do, you should do it. So that kind of attitude was just like, it like launched me to like continue to always try new things and always feel like I don't have to be on a certain path and I can like do whatever I put my mind to and so then how did your traction start how did you become the internet mogul like where did the success begin I think I started to like blow up mm -hmm. um at like 13 so I'd been doing it for three years already um I was just doing like middle school makeup tutorial getting ready for you know, eighth grade and those kind of things where at the time there was not a lot of young um, creators, but everyone was young who was watching. They were all in eighth grade. They were 13. They were my age. So when I started making that content, being like almost the only one that was actually a peer and not like a mentor vibe, I think that's like how I kind of blew up because they felt like they were my friend. And also I looked back at one of my old videos like the other day of me really little and like just to see like how I acted and stuff and I would just spill like anything I'd be like so my mom said I couldn't do this I said in a video like oh I just got grounded because I, I spent too much money and you know s stuff like that mm -hmm. and I think you know being that relatable for like little kids too was just what really launched it you're like she's just like us yeah she's just like us I was grounded too <laughs> that's amazing I've never heard it from that perspective how did you manage to keep your head screwed on straight you were so successful so famous you had so much access 
Well, thank you for saying that because sometimes I wonder, like, I feel like obviously I'm, I have a child now, like I got shit together, like yeah. I'm, I'm good. Um, and I do feel like I handled things like pretty well, You did, but you know, there were times that I felt like lost too, mm-hmm. or like maybe like questioned myself, like, did I kind of go off the rails a little bit? Because um you were always so put together though you were always going to your events you're always taking care of business you were always doing campaigns acting on shows mm-hmm. you I mean we all need a little balance right you're having fun being a teenager but then you were working yeah because work is what makes me happiest of all so that was never gonna any opportunity I got I took and I would do so there would never be a world where like partying or like being wrapped up in the scene would be my number one priority or like I would continue to do it if it um affected my business because business is best and like I get to do like parties with friends in LA like just living there like are fun Mm -hmm. but they're a lot more fun when like you're successful and maybe you're the star of like this event or you're traveling for work and you come back in town and now you get to like have fun. It just makes it a lot better that way. It's funny you say that because we were partying at your house and you were driving us around in your Range Rover. So that's what I mean. Like you always had it put together. Yeah, as much as I could. But I think about that too. There's like mistakes that I have in um, like the past or things that I wish I would have done differently with my career um, that I just couldn't at that time because I was so young and I had so much access to like, everything so I try to give myself some grace on like those things like maybe like relationships business relationships that I was not able to keep um and I just am like you know I was young like it's a lot to like have so much freedom have basically as much money as you need to do whatever you feel like you want to do um also to be posting online and like it matters like there's people that care everything that you do yeah it's like a lot to like stay grounded with um at that age so i am proud of myself and you should for that Mm -hmm. yeah we commend you and also if you knew better you would have done better right Mm -hmm. so you did a great job i really want to talk about your acting okay you've been on quite a few shows guidance freakish the mick which i love and most recently paradise city paradise city was a big show Mm -hmm. thorn was in it you were in it Cameron Boyce was in it. That was his last project. Rest his soul. I watched a little bit of Paradise City. You play one of the leading roles, Vivian Thomas, mm-hmm. who's a young teen girl who gets pregnant on her first time in a one-night stand by a rock star. Yeah. Yeah. Gritty. How did you prepare for a role like that? Um, I feel like I play roles the way that I interpret them. Like, every actor, like, does it differently, like, wants to take on, like, a new character. Or, like, I just used what I could relate to her uh, and, like, how that made me feel. When I was on set um, as Vivian, I mean, I'm Amanda when I'm on set, Vivian in front of the camera, but I kind of, like, still acted like Vivian on set where I felt like she was just so overwhelmed with the world and like shy and like kind of naive so also because I am also sometimes like shy and like I like to be reserved while I was on set I kind of like kept to myself and I kind of was shy and like 
I was kind of playing her as well, which is funny because after the show wrapped and I go back in to do like voiceover stuff, um, I'm like wearing a leather jacket and I'm like, I'm fully myself. And they're like, oh, wow, like you changed, like you're rock and roll now. And it's like, oh my gosh, I guess I'm a good actress because I was always like that. I just like brought out a certain side of me. Um, but the the baby part of it, wow, I would play that so much differently now. But I think it helped. I had no idea about babies. Um, and I had to do most of my scenes with a baby. I think it helped for the character being so young and lost. True. That she didn't know what to do. She just wanted to hand the baby off to someone that like she felt the baby would be better with. Um, that's exactly how I felt on set. I did not know how to make the baby stop crying. I felt so overwhelmed. So it was a lot of like being in the moment. Yeah, I have a really hard time separating myself from characters I play. But I will say that most of the time I put a lot of my own essence into characters. And Sarah Mornell, who's an amazing acting coach that I studied a bit with, she always says that when you're starting out, you're not going to be a character actor. They're hiring you because they want you, your essence in that character. Yeah. So I think that it makes complete sense why they chose you for Vivian because there are parts of Vivian in you and you put parts of Amanda in Vivian. Yeah. yeah. Um, totally. Are there any rumors of when season two might film? I have no idea. Uh, they said season two is coming. I had gotten a text from the producers saying like, oh, are you ready to film like during these months? And I'm like, well, I will be pregnant, but yeah, I'm ready. And I haven't heard anything else yet. So that's exciting, though. I mean, you're the main character. They need you. Yeah. I was like, it could be interesting if they filmed with me while I was pregnant. It could be like flashbacks, you know? Wow. Do you think they'd make you cut your hair? Actually, <laughs> really. um, well, time could have passed. My hair could be longer. You were talking about flashbacks. Flashbacks, then, but I'm not pregnant, so wigs. Wigs would be nice. Is acting something you want to refocus on when you're a little further along postpartum, when you can leave the house more? Yeah, I before I got pregnant was setting everything up where I was like I was spending a lot of time in New York and that's where I found out I was pregnant and I was before that I was gonna go back to LA I was gonna just go to active classes I was just gonna do it I was just gonna do it again like you have to put so much effort into acting if you you can't just like half-ass it like I have done that my whole career pretty much just being like I do so many other things like doing acting takes a lot out of you but I was ready. I was ready to dive back in. But then I got pregnant and that was on pause. So once things are settled and I'm back to myself 100%, I feel like that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to dive back in. That's exciting. I mean, you're also natural, but classes, of course, they help so much with just kind of like the stage anxiety, right? Yeah. And I think I even get nervous doing self-tapes, like Fair. with who I'm reading with, like Sometimes it's hard for me to really, like, let it all out and be myself. So I think classes would help me the most with that. Like, in-person auditions, like, I really, you're I'm better in person. No, no. Oh. No, like, I can't do the Got it. No. I actually booked one, I booked the Mick in person. Amazing. It's totally random. I was in Tijuana, got the audition, um, was taking shots of tequila. I was like, oh my gosh, this is a tomorrow. Drove from San Diego straight to the audition and somehow got it. 
I feel like it always happens that way. But for the most part, if I'm like prepared and ready to like go audition, I just get so nervous and it's so bad. I read the first audition you ever did. You booked. Yeah. Was that the make or was that guidance? That was um, guidance. Incredible. I mean, you have good luck. So we're not stopping now. No. Yeah. But it does just take time. It's a lot of like auditions that you put your heart and soul and like so much like it's hard emotionally to like work on a character. Absolutely. It takes it out of you. And so like you do that for an audition that the likeliness of you getting it is like way more than not getting it. So that's why it's like it takes so much attention because mm-hmm. it takes so much out of you even just to try out for something. Absolutely. It's good exercise, but it's definitely work. Mm-hmm. So acting. You're also a fashion designer. I want to talk about steel. Okay. Your fashion brand. Yeah. So I read that you describe steel as elevated basics. Mm-hmm. My top is actually steel. Her top My is top steel. steel. We're big fans. I have a lot of steel, and they are literally elevated basics. Made so well, amazing materials, fit me like a glove. Has steel become everything you wanted it to be? Steel is about to be everything I want it to be because I'm actually, like, if you look at the steel website now, it says, like, password. Like, there's nothing on it. Like, we are down. And that's because I had some partners that I initially launched steel with that I was just ready to move on from. Um, I wasn't happy with the amount of, like, control I had. Oh. Um, they're more of a company that, like, if you're an influencer and you want to have a clothing brand, like, they'll do it for you. They launch it but, for you? Yeah, or, then like, kind of do everything for you. Where I've wanted to be a fashion designer since I was 10 years old. Like, that's why I started making YouTube videos. Like, that's how I ended up on YouTube. So... If I'm not being the one that is, like, in charge of everything on that, it's just not, like, as fulfilling for me. So coming up, you know, we took a break because we ended the the contract there, and then I got pregnant. Now we're finally putting things in motion, and Steel's going to be relaunched, and it's going to be completely different. It's going to be on my own. It's going to be, um, I think, so much more elevated, too, now that I am a mother. You know, it's just like matching a different stage in my life. And I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I love that you want to be more hands-on because you're so passionate. And it's just going to evolve with you, right? It is. That's why you wanted to move forward. So you're the type of designer that wants to be in the factory, picking the fabrics, picking the zippers, the whole thing. Well, I didn't get to do that um, with the last company I was with. I would do that. You want to. I would like to know what our fabric options are. I would like to know what our zipper options are. You know, I want to see all that, but preferably I would like if someone did all of that sourcing and then brought it to me. You want to be hands-on with your brand, with steel. What does hands-on exactly mean to you? I feel like I'm a designer, but in reality, there is a designer role that needs to be filled for my brand that is not me because I did not go to school for design. So I don't know how to make the CADs, and I also don't know how to sketch. So definitely more of a creative um, director vibe of my brand, but it's my baby. It's my vision. So I would prefer if I had a team of people that gave me my options um, in response to, like, my requests. 
if that makes sense. It makes total sense. Yeah. So if I'm like, I want to make this this skirt, um, but I want this material, but I want it to drape that way. Like, I don't have the school experience to know that maybe this fabric cannot drape this way. Or if this fabric has a stitch this way, then it's going to pull and look weird. So I tell... Um, my team what I want and what I'm looking for and then there's there's other people that kind of help me make that happen yeah it's like you want a mentor you just want guidance yeah I think that's a perfect setup yeah <laughs> the best of both worlds mm -hmm. so now that you are relaunching do you have any specific fun plans for the future of it like are you changing the aesthetic of it so when I first launched steel we had like a huge investment so they were kind of like here are our services here's what we're gonna do like go crazy go wild this is how we normally do it but now that I'm doing it like on my own which I prefer to like own my my company my brand um it's being like almost self-funded boss lady yeah so that means um we can't like go super crazy we kind of have to see how things go like a lot of brands in the beginning most companies and brands don't make money for like first few years just going to be going back into the brand to improving it so i definitely think we're going to start like simple and good and just something that we're proud of and we stand by um and then in the future it could just grow from there from like how we're doing and you know maybe we can get investors later after we've shown what the brand is uh, I would love to do like fashion shows and the whole thing. Uh, but this time around, we're not doing a whole, ta-da, here's like a 12-piece collection just for this season. Like, we're going to launch this brand with a pair of pants, a pair of, um, you know, a shirt, a jacket, your basics that will always last, that we made the best quality we could, best cut ever, and... It's just going to be like a foundation for it to grow. You're simplifying, mm -hmm. but quality. Yes. Still a huge job, and I think an incredible way to go. Well, congrats. This is exciting. Yeah. I know this is what you've always wanted to do, so I can't wait to see. Mm -hmm. We're going to pivot a little bit. Get a little deeper. Okay. In a really old interview you did with Vanity Teen, you said that entertainers can be very lonely. Mm-hmm. How do you think growing up on the internet in front of millions of people has affected your relationships, your friendships, your romances? In the beginning, it was like it affected it so much. It was crazy because also being young, uh, you deal with jealousy from your peers or bullies and stuff like that. And also when you're that young and you're around a bunch of people your age, it's like it's not cool to be different uh so being on youtube and even like being successful on youtube like when i was still in school was really hard for me to make friends because people wanted to expose things about me people expected me to be a certain way because i am in my videos people just want to make fun of me for making them anyway you know it just it wasn't easy then when things got even bigger and i'm out in la surrounded by a bunch of people that do the same thing there's a lot of um you have to be worried about people taking advantage of you too there's sometimes people that you can't trust but they just want to be seen with you or want to take photos with you or want to get your followers kind of situation um even with dating 
that too. Like there's, it was just like so crazy. Like, but totally has happened where men might want to date me because they want something that I have in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I've gotten older and like now all of us in LA like have our shit. Like before I felt like I was the one friend that like, you guys knew that like did this now like everyone's fucking killing it doing amazing having their own things that it's just real life it's just normal life for us now um I think that I always feel the best on the internet and like just being a hermit so that can affect my relationships now I think for like my maybe my overthinking and like just wanting to be alone or like not being good um in social situations that well we're always wanting to be on my phone maybe my partner does not like that or maybe my partner doesn't like that I share so much online so there's a lot of ways that it can affect you but it does feel I think the lonely part I I wonder what I said like what context that was I was probably like 17 or something you were referring to the way that you are this internet personality and how relating to how celebrities in general feel lonely because you kind of sacrifice your alone time and your privacy to entertain Mm -hmm. to be yeah to entertain people in general right you also said that you've always sought to the internet for social comfort because you felt like you didn't fit in anywhere Mm -hmm. so that I think that ties into everything that you kind of said it's like just feeling like you can trust people and that people are out to get you and use you. You're like, okay, I'm just going to retreat and just hang out online. Yeah. A lot of times that you feel like betrayed and hurt. And I also, it did switch for me a little bit for like uh, my relationships, my friendships. I decided that I didn't want to be that person that's always on their phone. So for a while, like, I would just be so present in the moment, just want to hang out and, like, not be on my phone. I wouldn't take photos or, like, anything. But I've kind of gotten back into it now where I was, like, I'm being, like, too much just, like, obsessed with being in the moment that I have, like, no, like, memories um, and, like, photos and videos that I wish I had. Do you think that all this... all these traumas that have come through being an internet personality you've developed a little bit of social anxiety I think that I've always had social anxiety one of my earliest memories was having um a girl that lived down the street and she would come over and knock on the door and like be like oh is Amanda home like to hang out I feel like a normal kid would be like yay yeah let's go hang out I dreaded it like every time I would like hide I did not want to go out even in high school when, you know, you people were going out, I had a friend group, I would stay in and edit my YouTube videos. It just, like, felt better, you know? So, kind of in a phase like that. Yeah. Because um, calls me, I'm like, no, I'm going to be a nerd all night. I've always had it, but I think I think how it has been heightened mm-hmm. since being on the internet is that I'm constantly in my head worrying how people are perceiving me. I bet. And judging me or like, do they know me? Do they already have this idea of me when I meet them? Or like, oh, if they don't know me, you know, like, 
I don't know. Sometimes I, I'm around people and I expect them to to know me. Like I know everyone that I usually meet in the business. So I expect them to know me too. And if they don't know me, then I'm like, oh my gosh, you have to ask me the right questions so we can get along right now. I feel like I struggle with just sometimes being like stranger to stranger. Well, you've been in this world for so long. Is there a specific way that you've learned to kind of cope with these anxieties? I did in an unhealthy way before. Okay. Before I would have to drink alcohol. Like I would have to be drunk to go do anything social. Like it was so terrifying to me to think of like sometimes there's like events like you have to go to because they're so good, but no plus one. Oh my gosh. Like I wanted to die, but I'd have to go. Okay. We have to like take a shot or two before I leave. Like so bad in that way. And then I got pregnant and so I had to learn like how to navigate life like without that and it made me really reflect on my um bad coping skills before i think what i learned from that is i guess um you know people are thinking about themselves most of the time people don't care about you like really and if quarter of the people that i interact with are in their heads as much as i am they're like for sure not thinking about me like they're thinking about maybe how am I thinking about them I think everyone's just in their head everyone is worried about themselves and if someone judges me or doesn't like me there's nothing I'm gonna be able to do about that and also being sober in social situations where I never like let myself learn how to do that um, made me feel more confident in the way that I spoke to people before I'd be like drunk so it's easy to like talk to people but then when you're sober you also feel this confidence of like I know what I'm saying like I'm saying this with confidence and I'm not going to say anything embarrassing because I'm clear-headed and I'm present in the conversation so it just took um stepping away from like alcohol and like socializing to learn how to do it you're in control yeah and you had to be sober for a long time because you were pregnant. Yeah, I think that's great advice. That's how I usually deal with things, too. I'm like, no one really cares, right? They're going to go home and forget about me. Yeah. And, like, also, like, what are you going to do? Totally. What are you going to do? Just just have fun. I still, I'm postpartum. It has brought on lots of anxieties for me. So I'm not in the best place right now to be like, this is how I cope with anxiety like because right now I'm I'm in it and there's like a whole wave of stuff that comes like postpartum anxiety that I'm now second guessing like everything I've done in the world and like who am I and like how do people think of me as a mom and stuff like that one so Amanda I didn't even think about that yeah we're in it but in that aspect being a mother my daughter will love me for me no matter what she thinks I'm amazing I'm a fresh new human now that I'm a mother so that's all that matters like imagine like me worrying about like what people think of my style or think of what I do day to day like I'm a mom like I take care of a child I birthed a child I'm someone's favorite person like you know I'm doing great from the outside looking in you're doing an incredible job you're still making all your content you have a beautiful family an incredible house thriving career 
You can't. You're inspiring. Yeah. I don't know how you do it all. I watch everything because I'm like, oh, I barely have time to eat. Impressive. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad this is where we pivoted to because I'm so excited to talk about Miss Gaia Silversteel. Mm-hmm. Thank you for crafting a perfect little angel. I'm such a fan, Amanda. You have to meet her soon. I just didn't want to overwhelm you and be like, hey, can I come over? Yeah. I'm Jeremy. Like, I love you. But I would love to. It was like that in the beginning where I was like, I just need space and I I need to like be alone and figure things out. But now I'm, she's like, she wants to go outside. She wants to see faces. She wants to see people. She wants to do things and you can pick her up without really feeling like you're going to break her, you know, because she's yeah. bigger. Uh, so I definitely want friends to, to meet her. Meet I her. would love to whenever you're ready. I know we're both not morning people. So did having Gaia trigger any really significant lifestyle changes? Lifestyle, everything in my life has changed. Right. Everything. Um, I am so consumed with my baby's needs at all times that it's sometimes hard for me to step away and focus on a task because I just feel like I need to be like next to her all the time. Um, I'm working on it. Okay, I'm here now. Thank you. Yeah. And I mean, I don't sleep, but like, what are you going to do? You have to get through it. It's like the hardest thing ever. The sleeping has not been the hardest part for me, though. Um, I think that just all day, like, I'm hanging out with her all day. And there's no real breaks with a baby that little. Like, you get... Maybe at night she can sleep like five hours. That's on a good, good time. But during the day, she'll take only like 30 minutes nap. Oh. And then yet she has to eat and play. So my life now is consumed with like her needs. So I tend to stay in the house and just kind of hang out. But You've definitely sacrificed a lot being such a young mom, I feel like, right? Mm-hmm. But what's really lucky, I think, is that she's going to be kind of growing up and you're still going to be young. Yeah. And you're still going to have the opportunity to do things and travel and build. I was very excited to be a young mom because I also feel like I've experienced so much. Mm -hmm. I've lived so much life that I was like, you know, the only thing I haven't done is have a child. (laughs) Um, And I think it's just the fun next chapter for me and for her. She's so amazing. And I feel like I'm capable of giving her the most amazing life. And she has everything she could ever need she doesn't even know how much she has already because she's so little but she has so many people that care about her and love her and I just want to do like fun things with her and like continue to live a nice fun life where we travel and do huge awesome things but like she's just gonna be my little mini me there she's literally your mini me she looks exactly like you (laughs) the blue eyes I literally melt at every little glimpse of her I loved all your pregnancy looks, too. I think that you won. I've never seen so many incredible, consistent looks. My gosh, thank you. I don't feel that way. Amanda, I like, did yours. my best. I was in a point where, like, I didn't, you know, I didn't feel like going out and doing things as much as I anticipated I would while I was pregnant. Like, oh, my gosh, surprise. Like, you're pregnant and you don't want to go out and do things. But I wish I did more, like, real styling moments um because that would be nice to see i feel like i could have killed it a little bit more 
Oh, you're so just feel comfortable. You're so hard on yourself. You had so many incredible looks. It was impressive. I'm telling you, I was like, how does she have for everything and full glams and different looks, like, and accentuating your body? You were such a slender, gorgeous, pregnant. Thanks. Yeah, you love being pregnant. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't want to spoil my other question, but I'll ask later. Okay. I also love Francisco. I love all your cute videos mm-hmm. together. You guys are a very beautiful family. Thank you. So, Amanda, I have never heard a birth story quite like yours. And I found it to be so raw and insightful as a young woman who wants to have kids in the near future. Are you comfortable talking about Gaia's heroic journey into the world? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's just an incredible story, and you are so brave and strong. Literally, the more I get to know you, the more inspiring art to me. And you've been inspiring inspiring me since you were 16. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a fan. So I'm just going to tell a little bit of the story, and you chime in whenever you're comfortable. So you were in a lot of pain, and they gave you an epidural, but it wasn't nearly as strong. Then they rushed you into an emergency C-section, but you could literally feel everything as they cut through every layer of your body. Then they finally let Francisco in the room, and he describes you as laying there completely open. They finally put you out, Mm -hmm. Then when you come to... They tell you that Gaia is in the NICU mm-hmm. and they're testing her for brain damage. Yeah. Gaia was not breathing for three minutes, Amanda. Mm-hmm. How have you been coping with the trauma that you endured during birth and the following, was it three days? How long was she? She was in the NICU for six days. I couldn't touch her for three days, couldn't hold her. Um, so that was the hardest days. But how I'm coping with it is it took me a while to understand that the way that things happen are the reason why I'm not having a good time right now. Like, I really am struggling. You know, I have good moments and I'm working every day to like get back on my feet and like feel like me again but the pregnancy was so amazing and beautiful and you know I was making content like so excited like you know and then this super traumatic birth happens and you know I was gonna do like a birth vlog and that couldn't happen no like exciting posts like I thought I was going to update people that I was in the hospital. I was in labor. None of these things could happen. And it was just very sad and world kind of stopped. I didn't feel like anymore. This like birth was an exciting, beautiful thing that it should have been. Uh, so that for a while, like I, I never really addressed it within myself because all that mattered is that she was okay. Um, and like, it's crazy, but I just kind of, I never like confronted it like at all. It was just something that happened, but like it had to happen. And I told everyone I'll do it 10 million times. Like if I have to for my baby, but the reality is, is that it didn't have to happen. 
that way. And that's unfortunate because it, it put me really low for like a long time. And I'm like working my way out of it that I didn't get to meet my baby in a way that was like this beautiful, magical thing that was following like how the journey was going. Um, and it just, you know, if you're a NICU mom, if you have an emergency C-section, you know, certain things like that, higher your risk of um, postpartum depression. And for a while after I was just on adrenaline, I was just like, finally, I have my baby. I'm home with my baby. I'm not sleeping. I don't care. Like, I just want to spend time with my baby. Everything's good. Everything's amazing. But then like over time, you are like, wow, like something really crazy happened. I think it's more like the event that like it should have been beautiful. And then it was so opposite of that. It just like puts everything into perspective of like, what is, I don't know, what is life, you know, like, because imagine if she wasn't okay, um, then everything would be different. Do you think that that whole experience brought you guys closer in a different kind of way? In a way, with my baby? I I don't feel less connected to her because I didn't get to like hold her after um she was born. But I do I feel like there was a little bit where maybe she would be more attached to me as a newborn if like the her first days she was sitting on a table connected to wires and stuff for like 6 days like I thought that maybe when she was a newborn, if it happened normally, like she would be more like attached to me. Um, she's kind of more independent, but you know, I'm an independent woman. I come from independent women. Like she's just set up great, but now she hugs me back. She's finally big and she can hold on and hug me. And I feel like we're best friends and everything's amazing. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't, my partner struggles more with thinking that it's possible that she's not going to be okay or she's not going to be 100% based on what happened. Mine, I don't even, like, think about it. I'm like, she's fine. She's perfect. Like, she's – because no matter what, even if she wasn't, to me, she's going to be perfect. Like, she's my baby. She's perfect. So, so I now look at her and I'm like, everything's fine. Like, yeah. I think maybe my partner has more of a, like, trauma bond, like, with her over that, thinking that she needs, like, extra care, and, um, which I feel like she might, we need to keep an eye on her, but I just feel like this is my perfect baby. Yeah, she really fought to be here. She's a fighter just like her mommy. It's wild because everything of how she came to be um, was so much of, like, this was meant to be and every little thing that happened was meant to happen so she could be here and then you know to have that really like crazy traumatic birth I'm trying to figure out why that also happened like that must be reason when I was like still high off of the drugs from giving birth and um, adrenaline all the stuff I was saying like oh you know this happened so like I don't just get pregnant again right away like I feel like if I if I just had a great, amazing birth, then I'd be like, okay, let's go again. Um, so maybe, like, this had to happen to, like, chill me out. Like, she's probably going to be a superstar. I think so. I'm seeing it. I'm like, she's a little supermodel. She's so tall. Oh, Raya Silver Stealing. I could see it on 
the cover of any we we gave her escobar steel oh my goodness wow that's a rock star mm-hmm. a miracle baby an angel thank you for sharing all that amanda couldn't have been easy i know it wasn't easy thank you i think it's good to talk about yeah yeah it's it's people are learning from you i've been waiting and waiting and waiting for it to hit me in a way that like is like i'm realizing how traumatic it was because i feel like when i was telling the story on youtube i was just very like matter of fact of like this is what happened and everyone's like what the fuck like this is this is crazy like this is insane because really when you think about it that's like the most insane thing you can think of but it just did actually happen i kept pausing to like take things in yeah are you in any pain now from your surgery no and i wasn't in much pain okay great after i like i think i I pushed through pretty pretty good not a big scar it's it's pretty small it's it's fine but it's also like that's the least of my worries right um was worth it yeah but i think it affects me in the way of with another child like you know we're not going to just be like okay let's get pregnant like let's let's go like we're going to think about how this baby is going to come into the world uh so we don't have that experience again well your body snapped right now thank you i'm like amazing working on it it's gonna be a process but you look incredible thank you this is actually my favorite question because i think it is so interesting to all people wanting to get into internet careers and the entertainment industry in general but you've maintained a huge global audience for over 13 years how have you been able to achieve that keep people in love with you like most internet personalities viners youtubers actors even can't maintain their audience for that long how have you been able to do that i think i was able to do it because at the end of the day i will always come back to the reason why i did it and a lot of people with social media following they start for you know, they want it to be a job. They want to make money. They see that it's a career option. They want to be famous or something. I started because it's what I wanted to do. And my connection to this work is that it is where I feel accepted and comfortable. So, you know, just being like always there, like never really like giving up on it. Um, always feeling like I do owe the people that have sticked around and I owe them you know to share my life and I enjoy it too I also think that it's impossible for me to be fake like I'm too honest all the time and that works wonderfully so whatever it is I'm going through in my life like you know I I can sit and talk about how like I'm struggling being a new mom where some other influencers they just want to post Here's me and my baby, so cute. And like, I'm out on the town and I'm traveling and I'm, I'm killing looks and doing all of this and perfect aesthetics. Like, I've never been someone that can just like have like my Instagram feed looking amazing or everything is like together because I can't hold back being just myself. And coming from it being so long that people have watched me that I started before there were so many people doing what I do I think all this thing come together and or the reason why yeah you've always been unapologetically yourself Mm -hmm. very honest yeah and that's 
definitely what many creators lack. That is a beautiful way to put it. And you're still having fun after all these years. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't do it when I don't think it's fun. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I disappear for a little bit and then come back. But I guess that's what keeps the content like good and Actually. what people want to see because it's what I, I want to see. Um, keeps you genuine. Yeah. And I also think just over the years of doing it for so long, I've developed a skill of being an influencer. So even if like I don't genuinely want to share something personal about my life, I still know how to turn on the camera and make a video. And like, it's just my job. It's been my job for 13 years. So I just know how to do it well now. Too. You're a professional. There you go. So I can say that. No, definitely you are. Should we have some fun with a little rapid fire? Yes. What are you addicted to? Caffeine. What global causes are you most passionate about? Women's rights. You've always been into that. Didn't you make a steel shirt yeah. that was donating to Women's Foundation and said, I believe her. There's a girl power one. I've always done girl power stuff, um, which is I'm so glad I have a daughter right now. I would love a boy, too, but like love my my girly girl. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think now I would love to like look into causes that help mothers how we've evolved still with the women's rights but with more specific support the steel mothers foundation <laughs> mothers of steel wow wow i got really excited do you want more children yes you do what's your favorite genre of music i would say r&b great choice if you could pick a different career path what would it be Probably a stylist. Oh, you'd be an incredible stylist. I mean, you you for yourself often. I'm I, sure. I sometimes like imagine a world where that was just my job. Mm, like you're not an internet. Yeah, I just. I mean, I could be an internet presence as a stylist. Like Ooh. you know, that's a, in another world. Then that. What's your go-to motto or mantra? Um, I would say, dream big. Or if you can dream it, you can achieve it. I always have to remind myself of that because it's once you stop dreaming, like you die. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing that stops you as long as you dream really big. That's why I feel like I accomplished so much when I was so young because I was like, I want to do that. I'm going to do that. You know, you're so young and like think everything is possible. It's like so powerful. So as a grown adult, I have to remind myself like dream, 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 dream. I think what's important to note about you as well is you didn't only dream things, but you executed very well. You did what you said you were going to do, mm -hmm. which is rare. It's an incredible quality that I look for in people. What are you most proud of? My daughter. That's a great answer. What would you say to your younger self? What would you say to Makeup by Mandy 24? I would tell her so much um i would mostly tell her to just keep going that she's got it don't worry there's been so many times in my life where i felt like oh my gosh this is not working or like i i don't know if i want to do this or like i'm doing this and it's no one's recognizing it or like it's not getting the views or whatever just if i were to have just kept my 
head straight and just did what I felt, I feel like I would be even in a better place. I think it's hard to not get down on yourself, right? For anyone, especially being so young. That's great advice. What is most important to you right now? My daughter. <laughs> and her well-being. Yeah, for sure. I think focusing a lot right now on, okay, now what is our life going to look like? So it's almost like as important as like, you know, her just as a being and like my child of how important she is, but also my responsibility on creating the best life for her. Because I know I had a vision in my head when I had a baby, like, what are we going to do? We're going to live the best we can and you're going to have everything. So important for me right now to make sure she does get everything. Wow. I just got like a wave of anxiety in my belly and I was like wow Amanda has so such a huge responsibility on her shoulders on top of this insane career obviously I don't need to tell you you know but it, it's really noble what you're doing people don't give mothers enough credit oh yeah it's crazy I'm proud of you changes everything <laughs> what projects are you most excited to share with the world I'm most excited to share the relaunch of steel that's going to be really fun and really exciting. And I think that's going to be like the next, next chapter. Um, right now, that's like the number one thing that's in the works for me. Incredible. And we can't wait. Well, Amanda, again, I am so happy that I got to spend this time with you. Thank you for being my second guest on What's There At. We've gotten to see each other grow up, but the best is really yet to come. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited. And it's so nice to see how you're killing it too. Like you. the fact I'm sitting across from you on your show right now is so amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Wait, that means so much to me. I just crave Boss Lady Amanda's approval. I love you very much. Thank you for being here.